Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, creator behind Shared Teaching, and you are listening to episode 111, where we're talking about making the most of your planning period. I want this New Year's to be all about getting your ducks in a row, so to speak, getting organized, feeling great about your job, setting some resolutions, and really just loving teaching and feeling less overwhelmed. So teacher shortages, of course, mean you often miss out on your planning period. And the rare times you do have a prep, it's really important to try to maximize that time. So today I'm going to show you some time-saving techniques to make the most of your time that are things that I've tried that have worked well for me. So the first thing you want to do is start with a schedule. This is the easiest way to start making the most of your time, and that's just to set a schedule for your planning period. You really want to decide what it's going to look like with those minutes that you are allocated. So here are a few options. First, you can work in time blocks. You can pick a certain day for each task, or you can batch lesson plan. So let's kind of walk through those three options. So working in time blocks means to break apart your prep time similar to how you would break down your reading block. What activities would you like to complete within these chunks of time? Let's say you have a 50 minute planning period, which is what I have. Maybe you know grading papers takes you forever to finish, so you wanna make the most of your time and you wanna save a big chunk of time for that. So let's say you're gonna assign 20 minutes to grading papers. Next, you're gonna want another 20 minutes to work on writing your lessons because that also takes a large chunk of your time. So now we're down to 40 minutes. So the remaining 10 minutes can be for things like checking email, writing a message to parents, updating a classroom newsletter, writing some copies, and of course, don't forget using the restroom. So you can also mix up your time blocks to be different according to the day. Maybe some days you have to have a PLC or a professional learning community meeting, and this is considered your prep period, even though we all know it's not, and it's a big fat lie. (laughs) So sit down and think about what is realistic for you. Do you need to spend time changing out your centers? Then you're going to want to include that in one of your time blocks. If you sit down and create a list of all the tasks that you'd like to accomplish during your prep time, then you can assign time limits to each one. Some tasks may need to carry over to more than one day, such as lesson planning. That always takes me about two days, sometimes longer. And using a list will help you set up your time blocks. Okay, next we have pick a certain day for each task. So this is very similar to time blocking, except you'll spend the majority of your teacher planning period doing one task. The drawback to the system is that if your prep is canceled or a holiday falls during a weekday, you'll have to adjust your schedule. 
The bonus of batch lesson planning is that it works in your favor. On average, it takes your brain 23 minutes to refocus after switching tasks. So if you're doing a lot of little tasks throughout your planning period, it's no wonder you feel overwhelmed and that you feel like you didn't get anything accomplished because your brain isn't able to keep up with all that switching, which sounds crazy. But once you sit down and you do one task for a good period of time, it makes a lot more sense. So Half of your prep time could be taken just by your brain trying to regain your thoughts when you're changing tasks around. So here's a couple of options to get you um, thinking of how to plan certain days for each task. So option A is maybe Mondays, your prepping centers. Tuesdays, your filing and grading. Wednesdays, your lesson planning. Thursdays, your lesson planning again, because for me, that's a big chunk. They want very well-written lesson plans that are not scripted, but they have a lot of meat to them, and it takes quite a lot of time to do just one day's worth. So for me, I need two days. But if you're able to just jot a quick note, say, math page 39, lesson 5.1, then Amazing. That's how my beginning of the school year when I first started teaching was, but I can't do that anymore because of district mandates. But anyway, then Fridays, you're copying. So I'm going to go over that again because I got off a little tangent. Monday, prepping centers. Tuesdays, filing and grading. Wednesdays and Thursdays, lesson planning. Fridays, copying. Option B, you're going to start with copying. Tuesdays, lesson planning. Wednesday, you're doing an email, maybe a newsletter to the parents. Thursdays, you're grading because you need grading in there somewhere. Fridays, you're prepping centers. You could have the same schedule every week. You could have a two-week schedule. You could have a monthly schedule. The point is just to focus on one thing for your prep time. Now, Wednesdays, I put email and newsletter because that's very similar to me. It doesn't, my brain isn't going off track onto something else, it's staying kind of in that moment. So let's go ahead and talk about batch lesson planning, which is one of my favorite things to do and the way I like to do my lesson plans. And it saves me so much time. When I first started it, I was hooked. So it takes some time initially to learn how to batch lesson plan, but once you have a template for your lesson plans and a format for your lessons, it is a breeze. Now to start batching, you're going to decide on a subject. It's easiest to stick with one subject for a length of time rather than planning out your whole week at once. So for example, I would write all of my reading lessons for two weeks. Then I would write all of my math lessons for two weeks. I kind of like two weeks because then I knew I was always ahead a week and not scrambling every week. I would then continue this process for each subject that I needed a lesson plan for. Another option is to plan just the introductions of your lessons for one particular subject. Then you're going to plan the student activities. Last, you're going to plan the assessment or whatever other pieces that you need to have within your lesson. The key to batching is that you are working on a similar task for the scheduled amount of time. And I've kind of talked about this before, but how it looked for me is I opened up my planner and I would just write a quick thought for each day of the week for what the lesson was going to be. Then when I actually sat down to write the lessons, I would just look at my planner and be like, yep. And I would kind of do that for like the whole month or the whole unit. I would just take one day and map it all out. 
And then when I sit down at my computer to type up the lessons, it was very easy to do. Okay, another thing that can help you save your prep time is to avoid distractions. And this one's kind of a no-brainer thing because as a teacher, you don't even need to find distractions. They will find you. Once you start checking your email, you get lost in replying or deleting or completing a task that the sender, your admin, wants you to do before the end of the workday, right? It never fails. So for this reason, I recommend checking your email outside of your planning period if possible. I often check mine at the beginning of the workday. Maybe the students are eating breakfast. I'm checking my email right before lunch and at the end of the day. I just... Sometimes you can just find a pocket of time where there's just a couple minutes where you can look at your email and say, yep, anything important? Nope, okay, I'm good. If it's something that takes a while to want to think and respond to it, maybe I'm going to process that at the very end of my school day. Talking to others can also be a big distraction. I know I am guilty of this. When I want to avoid things, I go find people to talk to. (laughs) And then before you know it, oh, my prep period's gone. I don't need to do those grading or whatever, right? So if you like chatting with your coworkers, maybe make an effort to spend just five to 10 minutes or save the conversation for lunchtime. Just tell them, hey, you know what? I really got to get this thing done so I can leave on time. I'll talk to you about it at lunch. And then just walk away. If your goal is to leave work on time each day, you're going to have to make a few changes. And some of them may be a little bit harder than others. Another way to avoid distractions is when we're disorganized, right? We can spend way too much time, and I'm speaking from experience, looking for things. This is another distraction that's getting in the way of what we need to get our work done during our planning period. If I put, like I'm doing my photocopying on that day, but I can't find my copies, and that's a common conversation I have with myself, where did I put those? then I haven't set up my classroom with a system that's going to work for me. Maybe a small organizer. This is my favorite thing, and I've talked about it before. There's pictures of it somewhere on my blog, but it's a, just a little Sterilite three-drawer organizer. It it's, holds letter-sized papers, and I have a label on it. One of the labels is copies. One's is filing. The other one's grading. And I stick my copies that I need copied into the copy file. Once they've been copied, then I can file the original away or toss it if I have a digital version. And then I have a tabletop file display. At least this was last year because I teach a new job this year. And it would go into the day of the week file underneath the subject that it goes with. So keeping that system helped tremendously to stop that conversation of where did this go? Where did that go? I can't find it. And now I spent 10 minutes looking and that was my 10 minutes to make the copies. And now I barely have time for the restroom and I couldn't even find my copies that I need for tomorrow. And I'm going to have to do it after school, right? Like take a deep breath (sighs) and just set up a system. It's, It's going to make a world of difference for you. So staying focused and having a plan is the key to maximizing your prep time. And I know these tips have really helped me get a lot done and leave work each day feeling more accomplished and organized. So I would love to hear from you. Tell me about your favorite teacher planning period tips. You can leave it on the blog post, which you'll find in the show notes, or you can leave it on an Apple review. 
If you go to Apple Podcast, you can leave a review. You can say episode 111 and say, my favorite teacher planning period tip is, and then share it with us, share it with the world so that we can all work together because this is shared teaching. Bye for now, and I will see you next week for an all new episode. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Podcast.